0: When's the last time you asked
1: your father, is it all right with him with the decision that you're about to make? Because what happens, we make bad choices, and then we come to God and say, Lord, get me out. But wait a second. Did you ask God
0: before you got in? Excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousins. God is doing something new. I feel it coming. Fresh Wind.
1: So we're starting a new series entitled The Law of the Harvest. Uh, My son, my uh, 18-year-old son, who's a freshman at uh, Florida A&M University, and uh, he called me last week and he blessed me. And he said, "Uh, Dad, uh, I want to know if I can go buy some jeans. Uh, I want to buy two pairs of jeans I want to know If you give me permission, they go buy two pairs of jeans. Now, my son already has a bank account with his name on it. You know, before he left, I made sure he had a bank account with his name and my name. And he had gotten gifts from people uh, in reference to graduation gifts, in reference to money. So he put all that money in account. And he has a card to where he can go and do what he needs to do. So I said, uh son, uh, if you need to go buy some jeans, you can go buy some jeans. I said, but I am so honored that you called and asked if it was all right. And you know what? Holy Spirit hit me with Holy Spirit said to me, Jomo, my people act like it's their stuff. Because see, my son understands who his source is. Even though he's left the house, he still understands who got him there. So he says, Daddy, I know I have the money, but I just want to make sure it's all right with you. When's the last time you asked your father, is it all right with him with the decision that you're about to make? Because what happens, we make bad choices and then we come to God and say, Lord, get me out. But wait a second. Did you ask God before you got in? Because what happens, we get in bad spots, and then we pray for God to get us. Now, now do I have any real folk that them got yourself in a bad spot, and then now you start praying, Lord, help? But, but question, did you ask God before you got in? Because, see, I know our prayers are good when we're in. So, I said, so God, I said, Jomo, my people should be doing this, should be asking me. Now, I'm not talking about whether you're going to have a peanut butter, a jelly sandwich, or a grilled cheese sandwich. That's on you. I'm talking about the big decisions. You should go to God in prayer and say, Lord, is this what you want? Is this, is this a plan that you have for my life? I don't want to waste any more time, Lord. Is this it? I will wrestle with things. Many of you all know when my car got totaled, I drove a, a, my other car for a while. And it was older, but we had another car, so I just drove that and I could afford and could buy what I wanted to buy, but I said, Lord, until you show me what is for me, I'm not touching it because, see, I've done me long enough. I've made my choices long enough, but I want to do what you have for me. I want to be in your will. (laughs) See, what happens, (laughs) you begin to feel entitled. Okay, let me say it this way. Uh, Raise your hands uh, if your kids sometimes believe that their room is their room. Come on. Come on. Come on, parents. Come on. Come on. I I know you think it's your room, but you're in my house. Come on. Come on. Some of y'all need to say that again. Come on. Come on. Parents. Parents. This your time, parents. Look, it's your room, but you're in Come on, church. We got to say this one more time. Look, that is your room, but you in. And the church said. You got that that revelation hits you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you got deodorant, and I know you got pubic hair. You know they start smelling themselves. You know what I'm saying? They got some armpit hair, then they start smelling themselves, and they say, "You know what? This is my room." Then all of a sudden, they got the audacity to lock a door. <laughs> you ain't locking. You ain't you ain't you ain't locking no doors. Up. <laughs> what you what you? There ain't no doors. <laughs> I not, You locking a door? <laughs> Who you in is locking doors? <laughs> only door that stay locked is me and mama door. Come on, tell it. <laughs> Let me calm down. Woo! They, 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 they start to believe there's something belongs to them. Am I the only parent that felt that way? All of a sudden, they start locking doors, bringing food home, putting their name on it. Josiah wrote me a note. Didn't even spell it right. Them cookies mine. Them cookies ain't yours. You broke, bruh. Ain't nothing in here belong to you. Nothing. Your clothes ain't yours. Your drawers ain't yours. Ain't nothing. Now, I got a question for you. How do we have the audacity to tell God, no. When everything you got, he gave you. See, see, it's funny when we talk about our kids. But when God tell you to do it, you're talking about, uh I know uh, that part of the Bible is not talking to me. He must be talking to somebody else. I went upstairs that one time. Jomo had the door locked. I beat that door. I started choking him. Now this is not godly, but I said, if you ever lock a door up in here, what you locking doors for? Lock? A misunderstanding. Genesis, 8 and 22. (laughs) Any parent know what, any parent has had a child know what I'm feeling right now. Ooh, Jesus. All of a sudden they think because they turn a certain age. Back in the day, they said, I brought you in the world. (laughs) (laughs) This is the right church right here. I showed up the right. I'm, where, I'm right where I'm supposed to be today. Genesis. Genesis 8.22. This is one of the laws. While the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, winter, summer, day and night shall not cease. What happened, <clears throat> we often want seed and harvest, but we don't think about time. Seed, time, and harvest. So this is a universal law, meaning this is not changing for you. God created this law and it will not change. (laughs) I see people often want to look at someone else's harvest versus looking at their seed. Stop hating on someone else's harvest. Look at your seed because, see, their harvest is just based on their Seeds change seasons. If you want something different, you got to do something different. Change begins with you. If you always do what you've always done, you've always get what you've always gotten. Change begins with you. Holy Spirit gave me this one. If there's a deficit, there's a lack of sowing. Wherever there's a deficit, that was an area that was not sown into. Because since you're not harvesting that area, it means you have not sowed in that area. So wherever you see an area of lack, this is not just money. Where you see an area of lack, that's an indicator there was a seed not sown in that area. So, because you're only living in the harvest of the seeds you have sown. (laughs) We often struggle with this too. We get confused that I am giving my money away. No, I am sowing. See, giving means it's not coming back. Sowing means I'm investing in a kingdom and it's coming back to me. So once you get the mentality of this, that it's not going away. You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, senior pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come here today Pastor, friend of mine, Pastor, how much you taught on giving this year? I said, I ain't taught nothing about giving. I said, golly, what preacher don't talk about giving the whole year? Jomo, but that's all right. I'm going to fix it today. <laughs> you have to teach on everything. If I could teach, you have to teach the whole counsel of God. Amen? Because this is the area many people struggle in the most. All right. I really don't need to write to you about the ministry of giving.
0: Look at the word it says.
1: For believers, I underline believers because this is only for believers in Jerusalem. For I know how eager you were to help and to have been boasting to the churches of Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many Macedonian believers to begin giving. Giving begets giving. But I am sending these brothers to be sure you're really ready. As I have been telling them that your collection is all collected, I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not given grudgingly. I got a question to you, church folk. Have you been to that church before where they said they're going to lock the doors? We got to raise $2,000. And we're not leaving. Till we get it. No, we got a $20 line. We got a $10 line. We got a $5. We got a 50 cent line. We got a penny line. Line up. Usher's lock the door. you'll never hear that here. We trust God. I I got invited to preach somewhere and the the offering was too light and they stopped everything. I said, they counted the money in front of everybody. We got $224. The goal is 500. What are we going to do church? What are we going to do? I told my armor bear, get my checkbook quick. I I don't want to be in this atmosphere right now. Get my checkbook quick. What you need for we to stop this? What 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 has to happen that I don't have to be here for this? Oh God, I hate begging. Oh, I hate it. Just tell, tell me what's, How much you want so we can stop this? Anybody feel that way? What what you need, man? Just get a gun. I'd rather rather have a gun. I feel better. No, no. Has anybody felt that? Raise your hand. Where you just feel that that's not God. You should be a cheerful giver. You should be thankful. You should be a hilarious giver. If you feel that kind of pressure, you're in the wrong place. Pastor, what do you mean? If you look at my wife. She's usually sparkling. I sparkle a little, she sparkles more. I'm cool with that. I give to what I love. My son's in college costing me thousands of dollars. But I give to what I love. Some of you give to your sorority or fraternity because you... You give to your kids because you what? So why do you struggle giving to God if you say you love him? You give to what you So you can't say you love and not give. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world, he gave. So love is an indicator. Woo! Your love should be reflected in how you give. You can't say you love your husband and wife and say, I, I can't give them nothing. Oh, God, quiet. <laughs> if I love you, what I have belongs to you. Now, that's a tough one right there because, you know, some have mine and yours. My power cord, your power cord. My side, your side. Every now and then I sleep on, just jump on her side. She says, that's my side. they ain't all my side. Thank God, <laughs> be <forbid> the <our> glory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. <clears throat> now, why do we struggle with giving? I, I'm not afraid of you, so i just going to brush you in the mouth. I, I, I'm not worried about having friends. <sighs> Often, we have struggled with giving because there has been mismanagement in the church. Pastor, you so tr- 100% real. So if you see mismanagement, it gives you the, the impression that all are mismanaging, okay, and then you hold on to that, but I got a question for you, brothers and sisters, have you ever been to a place, and you ate some food, and after you ate some food, your stomach started talking to you, it may be food poisoning, it may be something wasn't right, but you knew that your stomach had to come into agreement with the toilet quick. Raise your hand if you ever been there. That, stuff, oh, that stuff. Oh Lord, what, 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 what? But I got a question for you. Was that too, too, too real? But after you had that Pepto, or whatever you took to get yourself right, and you went and took care of your business, I got a question. Did you eat again? No, no, I got no real. Did you eat again? So th- that means that though you had a bad experience, you still had to what? So why do you starve your spiritual man? Because you had a bad experience, so now you're never going to eat again? Why don't you do that with your food? Okay, let me deal with my ladies. Has anybody ever jacked your hair before? Give me a wave offering. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Listen, let's be real. Anybody this, like, you? What like, what the devil? That's not what I asked for. But your hair gone, hair gone, hair on the floor. Like,
0: what's your Jesus? Why did I come here?
1: Or you leave and they burn your root. Come on, y'all. You go home and you still feel new growth. Oh, I know, praise the Lord. Brothers, have you ever gotten a mirror and they don't? God, God. And then you say, man, just cut it all off. Start all over. Question, did you ever go back to a barber? Now, you may not go back to that one. But you're going to find somewhere to get your hair cut. So why is it when we have a bad experience, we throw away every church, but you don't do that with your restaurants, you don't do that with your hair, People make mistakes. People are flawed. Whatever man or woman is teaching you, they got issues too. But what happens, we elevate them so high that when they make a mistake, we want to kill them. The church is the only place where we kill the wounded. They're human. As long as we got flesh and blood, we're going to make mistakes. So you have to understand, brothers and sisters, don't give up on God. It's God's system. Amen. And the people who are helping in the system are not perfect. So you got to get a proper understanding of it. Then you have to deal with the fear. Lord, if I give, I'm not going to have anything. Well, that means that I'm not in faith. And then some to say, forget it. I'm not doing it. And that's cool too. Because understand, your seed determines your harvest. That's between you and God. All right, next slide, next slide. Back in the 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Look at this, verse 7. Let's read church together. You must each decide in your... Everyone say heart. You don't give from your hand, you give from your heart. It's a decision in your heart. So then I go back to, the Bible says, uh, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, and also says, "Of the treasures, praise God, uh, uh, are in my heart. What are treasures in my heart? So he says, you must make a decision, praise God, from your, everyone say heart. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives what? You need to be a cheerful giver. Nothing worse than somebody giving you some money and they do this. Golly, I hate that. You say, man, hey, man, dog, I'm kind of short on gas. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> now, first saying, man, God bless you. We, we have to be mindful in how we give, how we treat people, the attitude of giving. Because, see, you could give with a terrible attitude and you're not going to get the harvest. attitude of your heart. Glory to God. And and what I've learned, brothers and sisters, is we have to be mindful when the Holy Spirit is dealing with us on giving. We often fight God. We negotiate with God. God says, do this. You say, no, Lord, I got five on it. No, he told you to give 10. Why do we, am I the only ones ever negotiate with God? You know what God told you to do, but you're sitting there wrestling with God in church. God told you, that, no, no, no. Now I got a question. Would the devil tell you to give to God? So who are you fighting with? The Bible says the house divided cannot stand. So when the, when the, when the spirit is prompting you to give, it's God saying, this is what I want you to do. Sometimes you go out to lunch and God says, buy some my lunch. Sometimes God says, give them that, help them with this. And your flesh wrestles. Because you just don't want to do it. Well, let me help you. Your flesh is selfish. Your flesh don't want to help nobody. Amen. The spirit man comes to say, do this. And you're like, why am I going to do that for? I don't want to do it. I don't like them no way. So then we fight God when God's really trying to help us. I have learned when God is prompting me to give it's for a harvest I don't see. When God's prompting me to give, it's for a harvest I don't see. See, one of the things, what we don't realize is God sees your future. You don't see it. God sees an area that's going to be lacked.
0: Do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab.
1: Thanks.